Church, are you ready? Are you ready? I want to begin with a few questions. Is that okay? Question number one. Who was ready to begin the year? Who wasn't? Who had really a tough year last year? Mm, It's probably the majority of the house. And who felt a bit anxious and a bit nervous about coming into this new year because of it? Show of hands. Am I the only one that felt that way at the beginning of the year? I I remember New Year's Day, I was like, is it year already? Is it year already? And the, and the thoughts that I had was, geez, we're going to go into this new year again. Here we go again. Stress much? Hmm? Who's trusting God for a breakthrough in 2024? Come on. Trust Him for more. Who's looking for some answers here this morning? There's got to be more, right? I want you to hold on to those questions. I want you to remember what you were thinking when those questions were posed. Have you got it? Just pause a minute. Just remember back what you were thinking when all these questions were being asked. Got it? Park it, right? In preparing for this morning, the Holy Spirit kept on reminding me of what He said to me in December. Who of you were at Diakonia? Do you remember what I said at Diakonia? He said, Kirk, that whatever you do at Diakonia, whatever you do, whatever you say, let it be about who I am and not just about what I do. Let it be about who I am and not just what I do. So this morning is no different. On that day, the Holy Spirit led me to speak about justice and mercy. Not as elements of what he possesses, but rather that he is justice and that he is mercy. It's who he is. He is justice and he is mercy and that the finished work of the cross gives us full access to his justice, his mercy and grace. Do you remember that church? Let's pray. Lord, I surrender to you this morning. Lord, I pray that you would anoint my lips, that I would only say what you want me to say. Walking in obedience this morning, I pray. Lord, prevent me from saying anything that is from self. I pray this in your wonderful name. Amen. Are you ready, church? Have you got your Bibles? Yes. 
Open your Bible to Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. And when you have it, say amen. Now, the title of the message this morning is Keys of the Kingdom. Keys of the Kingdom. Tell your neighbor, the the title is Keys of the Kingdom. Right. Matthew 16, 13. Here we go. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is. And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Can you see the exclamation mark there? For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the... I will give you the... Of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. How many of us know this passage of scripture? We know it well, right? We've heard it before, we've let it minister to us before. But let's unpack this a bit. Are you with me? We're going to slowly start unpacking it. This is a significant passage of scripture. Because if you were paying attention in Bible school, where's the Bible school students? Do you remember what happened before this point? Did you see Jesus' reply to Peter? He says, Peter, he says, Peter, Simon Peter, Simon bar Jonah, exclamation. What is he actually saying? You get it now. You didn't get it before, but you get it now. His response to Peter was, on their journey, he kept on calling Jesus rabbi, teacher, the entire time. But then when he asked him, he said, Peter, you get it now. Have you ever... ever uh, who, who's got kids and does math problems with them? Hey? <laughs> we are the math problem. <laughs> if you've explained a concept for like an hour and you finally get through, your child says, X is, and gets it, what do you say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. (laughs) Kali Mackenzie Ratif. You've got it. (laughs) You get it. 
And that's the same, that's the same response that Jesus has with Peter because he gets it. He gets it that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. He's the Son of the living God. He is the Christ. He's the Son of the living God. He has those, it, it, it's a moment, it, you know, this is such a significant moment because what happens next, you know what happens next? He starts telling him that he's leaving. He starts telling him, he, he, he predicts his death and he says, I'm going, but I'm glad you've got it. I'm actually glad that you're getting it now. Are you with me, church? So, so hold on to that. He no longer says teacher, rabbi, prophet, but he says you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And what happens next is incredible. Jesus says to Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's divine. It's not from you. But it's from my Father in heaven. He emphasizes the, the fact that it's divine. Knowing this is divine. Are we still unpacking? We're unpacking this a bit more, right? He then says to him, on this rock, I will build my church. Now, if you read that, you may think that Jesus is saying that he will build his church on Peter. But there's a play in words here. Peter's name in the Greek is Petros. Means rock. And means one rock. A single rock. Right? Single rock, but it also means small rock. Right? Little rock. The rock mentioned in this passage in the Greek is Petra. It means bedrock. Big rock. Foundational rock. Is not talking about Peter. It's an inc incredibly large bedrock. Something that you can build upon. This means that the church is not built on Peter. The small rock, but the bedrock of the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. That's why you and I are sitting here this morning. Peter's answer is the bedrock of the church. Jesus the Christ, come and say it with me, Jesus the Christ, Son of the living God. Mm. Jesus is the rock that the church is built on. The church is built on the teachings and the identity of Jesus Christ. His nature and His attributes. Come on, somebody say amen. He then says something amazing, unpacking still. He says to Peter, I will give you the keys. Can I just grab those keys? You see these? This is, this is Theo's keys. <laughs> so so if, you, if you're here in the week, uh, in fact, Theo, were you wearing these today? Were you? Were you? <laughs> so before you see Theo, you yay. Right, because he's where he wears these. So, can you see these? I, I just, I just wanna, I just wanna unpack this for a while. What does it mean when you have keys? Come, 
You have access, right? What else? You're the keeper. You have a responsibility. That's good. You have? <laughs> you have a load in your pocket. <laughs> what else does this mean? You have a responsibility, yeah? What else? You have access that no one else has, right? It opens and closes. Ha ha. It opens and closes. What else? Come on, give me two or three more. Security, yeah? Sorry, I heard something. It, it? it opens treasures, okay? Gives you access, right? Why would somebody have given Theo these? It's the trust. But who's responsible for these? Who's responsible for these? Who's responsible? Right, this building. Who's responsible for these, this building? The pastor. Right. So, pastor, th think about it for a second. You've given the keys to, to Theo. Right? You're saying, Theo, you, you are giving him the responsibility that you bear, and you're giving, you're giving him access to open and close, and there's this element of trust as well. But, but the authority comes from you. You hold the authority to say, Theo, this is yours. Look after this. So what is this actually? Keys are authority and power. Have you got it? I'm going to use this again, I think. Uh, are you with me, church? So it says, I will give you the keys, plural, keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Authority. Power. Authority. Power. Now you might think this morning, Kirk, but he told Peter, he told Peter this. Think about Pastor giving Theo the keys. He told Peter this. Thanks for thinking that. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 18, verse 18. He gave to one person. That's the argument, right? That's the thought that comes up. Gave to one person the authority. This is what Matthew 18, verse 18 says. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's saying it again. Who's he saying it to? He's saying, okay, you, you might be saying, okay, Kirk, this is given to Peter and the disciples, everyone. That's all of us sitting here today, right? That's the proof that you need to say this is you and I. You mean, Kirk, we have been given the keys to bind and loose things, to engage in spiritual warfare, because that's what it means. To push back darkness? Funny you should ask that. Yes, it does. That's exactly what it means. Does it then mean that I can do and change anything on earth? 
Name it and claim it. Anything that I think, I can create and manifest. No. Only those things that are already in heaven. Only those things that are in according, accordance to the rule and will of God. His kingdom established here. Somebody say amen. Now I know we've got questions. So one of the questions that we might be asking is how does this take place? Thank you for asking. Let me make a few examples. Unforgiveness here on earth. When we choose to forgive, we are turning the keys. Turning the keys. Loosing. That opens the door for his kingdom to be established here. Want more examples? Irritated by a co-worker? It's not us, right? We don't have their time much. Choosing to exercise self-control and patience turns the key that opens the door to heaven. Temper, gentleness, and self-control opens the door to heaven. Unbelief, faith is the key that opens the door. You see this? I don't have enough keys. I don't have enough keys. Remember, keys, plural. Pride, humility unlocks heaven. Disobedience, obedience unlocks heaven. All these attributes are those of Jesus. It's not what he has. It's who he is. It's not what he has. It's who he is. I want you to remember that. It's not what he has. It's who he is. Because if it's what he has, it will run out at some point, won't it? So what does that mean? He is forgiveness. Amen? He is forgiveness. He is humility. He is gentleness. He is faith. There are so many keys, Uncle Bill. There are so many keys in the Bible. And exercising them gives us the authority and power. Exercising gives, gives us authority and power. Turn to your name and say, did you know that? So what do we know so far? We know that authority has been given to us to establish God's will here on earth. This authority is founded on the bedrock of the very identity of Jesus. Who he is, his teachings, his character, and his attributes. Can I get an amen? amen. 
This authority has been given to us, and the bedrock of his authority is founded on the knowledge of who Jesus is. Who do you say he is? Who do we, who do we know him to be? So what does that mean? I'm glad you asked that question. It means that in order to exercise the authority, to use the keys of the kingdom, we need to know him. His teachings, his character, his nature, knowing who Jesus is, who God is, is the key. To know him more, and the more we get to know him, the more we are transformed by him. And the more we begin to look like him, and the more we begin to look like him, the more his character is displayed within us. And the keys begin to unlock the kingdom of heaven here on earth. When we speak of Jesus to others, we're inviting heaven to rush in. We unlock heaven to those that are listening. It reminds me of Peter's first sermon after receiving the Holy Spirit. Can anybody remember what he said? When there were thousands that came to the Lord. Can you remember? Remember what he said? This is indeed the Christ. And thousands came to the Lord. It wasn't a fancy 10-step program. If I can just do this better than I did it last year, then I've got the answer. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Sure. You see, church, when you know him and we speak and live out Jesus, the keys begin to unlock, unlock, release his kingdom here on earth. When we speak and live like Jesus, love begins to flow. Humility begins to flow. Obedience begins to flow. The ability to endure suffering like Jesus did begins to flow. Can I get an amen? Faith begins to flow. Gentleness begins to flow. Joy begins to flow. The fruit of the Spirit, amen, begins to flow. Forgiveness begins to flow. Worship begins to flow. Can I, can I submit to you that you cannot worship when we get, gather as a church when you don't know him? What are you worshiping? It will just be singing. The nice tune. If you're in colored church, it's the beat <laughs> that grabs you. Hey, Uncle Kev. <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we worth on the journey, church? This is who Jesus is. It's not what he has. It's who he is. Jesus is all these things. He is forgiveness. He is faith. He is gentleness. He is worship. And so much more. You see, church, when we begin to proclaim Jesus in all we say and do, 
in every circumstance, in every sphere of society. Who's working in the bank here? When you're working out budgets and you say, the Lord will provide, you invite heaven into your budgeting. When you're sitting at a, at a conference and you, and you say to them, the picture of courage is, look at Joshua. You're inviting heaven into that workplace. You're speaking wherever you are. Uncle Kev, when you're doing somebody's electrical work and you get the opportunity to show kindness and love towards them, you're inviting heaven into earth. When everything says respond with hard, hardness and you choose to do the other way, you're inviting heaven. You're opening up the keys. You're unlocking the doors of heaven into every, every, every circumstance. Trusting God for healing. Anybody? When you say, Jesus, you are the healer, heaven. Heaven opens. Heaven opens. Anybody trusting God for a job here? When you say, Jesus is provider, heaven comes down. But you have to know that. You have to know that. It's that you finally get it, Kirk. You finally get it. What took you so long? That's, that's, I'm just thinking about Peter's, uh, Jesus' response to Peter. Peter, is that you? You get it. Kirk, is that you? You're finally getting it. Depression. Jesus is hope eternal. He is restorer. He is rest. He is redeemer. The way we pray is different. Filled with who Jesus is and who God is. Amen. I hear the Lord saying, more of Him means we need to know Him more. Was that some of our prayers this, this year? At the beginning of the year? More of you. But it means that we have to know Him more. And the more we know Him, the more authority we begin to exercise. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to share this with you. The passage of Scripture says, uh, Whatever you bind on earth will be, shall be bound in heaven. Now you're asking yourself, what does that mean? Are we changing God's mind? That if we bind anything on earth, that it will be bound in heaven. No, no. It's actually what we bind on earth is already bound in heaven. What we loose on earth is already loose in heaven. So as we, as we pray this, as we approach the subject of how do you use the keys of the kingdom to invade the earth? It is 
Him doing it. Right? It's the work that He produces in our hearts that changes us. And as we look more and more like Him, the keys begin to turn. The keys begin to turn. The keys begin to turn. Miracles begin to happen. Change takes place. That whatever is in, in heaven is here established on earth. Access, access, authority, but it's also responsibility. Let me go on this morning. There's no power and authority without knowing Jesus. The main idea is to know him more. I want to encourage you. I said at the beginning of this sermon that the title of this message is The Keys of the Kingdom. I want to I say to you that it isn't. Can I say that again? It isn't the title of this sermon. God, God told me to change the title this morning. He said, the title of this message is to know me more. You see the cracks and the emphasis or the main idea of this message this morning is not that you've been given the keys of the kingdom. It's actually to know Jesus. To have a revelation of Jesus day by day, moment by moment, to know Him more and more. The main idea is not to activate the power of God in your life by taking these steps. It's not a recipe to change the outcome of 2024. Remember those questions that we were asking ourselves at the beginning of the year? It's not a recipe. It's not to be used as a recipe to change my circumstance. It is not a quest to obtain the keys of the kingdom or to use them to unlock those things which we wish to see and experience in this year. Remember those questions that we had? We said, all of us said, maybe not all, maybe some of us said, this year can't be like last year. Can I get a witness? But there is a twist here. Title is, I want to know him more. Power and authority comes from having a deep revelation of who Jesus is in our lives. You know what the Lord asked me in preparation for this word? He asked me some tough questions. He asked me, he said, the, he said this to me, Kirk, do you seek the breakthrough more than you, more than the God of the breakthrough? Kirk, are you pursuing the authority more than the one who holds all authority? Kirk, am I your main focus or are you focused more on the things that I come with? 
Kirk, are you seeking certain outcomes more than you seeking me? You see, church, if we flip it and don't get to the, that revelation that Peter did, you are the Christ, son of the living God. We will pursue the things of God and not God. We will live without power and authority because our pursuit is not God. It is the next breakthrough. It is the next level. Don't get me wrong, church. I'm not saying that it's wrong to pray and ask the Lord to, to intervene because that is who He is as well. I'm saying that if that has become our one and only pursuit, we are like Peter before he got the revelation. We didn't get it at first. Last year was like this. This year will be like this. Last year was tough. This year will be better. What if? What if turn to your neighbor and say, what if? What if? What if, church, we said, my New Year's resolution for every year is that I need to know Him more. What if my daily resolution was I need Him and I need to know Him more and more? What if our only goal is to know God more and more? More of God means to know more of Him, to study Him, to pursue Him. What if your confession and your witness daily was Jesus you are the Christ, Son of the living God. And Jesus shouts back and says, Kirk Ratif, you get it. Now you get it. Now you get it. On that bedrock, I will build my church. <laughs>